What up, Love Quest Nation? You are listening to our latest episode of the Good Life Support Group, recorded live at our beautiful location in Vancouver, BC. So come on in and join the conversation led by our founding and lead pastor, Pastor Terrence Richmond. Enjoy. You may be seated. You already seated. I'm talking to myself. I got to talk to myself tonight, remind myself to say, stay seated down. Um... Welcome to the first um, Good Life Support group. And um, if you guys have been following us and praying for us, um, you understand it's a difficult time. And um, But I realize that in every difficult time, anyone that has eyes to see, God always make a path whether it's the Red Sea or the Jordan, he always makes a path for his children to cross. I'll say it again. What you learn in this house, we don't just speak Logos, we actually, we actually dig for revelation, right? And so all you smart intellectual people, you're gonna have to learn how not to depend on your intellect and learn how to hear in your spirit, man. The same as the Red Sea was a way for the children of Israel to cross. The same as the Jordan was a means to cross. No matter what the world presents to the church, God will always create a way to what? Cross. And if it had not been for Moses having eyes to see, that, that, that he first of all wouldn't have stretched out his rod. So you have to start there. You have to use what God has given you. It may be a stick to you, but it's a stick that parts the Red Sea. But then when God does, bow, open a window, open a door, open a Red Sea, open the Jordan. It's very important that you cross. Not tomorrow, not after you measure how tall the wall of the waves are. It's important to cross when? Now. And I will say for for our church, the easier route is to go one way or another. The kingdom route is to have eyes to see where did God part a path for us to cross. And I believe right in the midst of it all, God says, hey, I need my church to keep on being equipped. So yes, there's Zoom, but there's also occupational training. But I also need my church to gather. And there's a thing called support group. For me, tonight is going to be a little different for you, but I also believe tonight is not a... Um, tonight and the support group is not a, um, a effort to waste time until the doors open. It's actually a strategy that I believe God is going to use to win the hearts of man and bring healing. Here you go. There are people who would go to an AA meeting before they go to a church service. Tonight, you're going to have an opportunity to talk. I'm going to talk for sure. 
I, I'm going to talk. That's what I'm going to do. But everything that I say as the Lord leads is going to be hopefully to stir something up in you because I'm looking around the room and I don't care how good you look. There is so much brokenness in this room. So many people are hiding behind looks and makeup and drugs and alcohol and money and your soul is just as lost. There's Christians in here and your faith has went dry, lukewarm, uncomfortable. But when I think of the Bible and the, what it describes the church to be, here's one description. I give you the keys it says, and the gates of hell should not prevail against you. That is not a picture of us trying to keep hell out of the church. That's a picture of hell trying to keep us out of the marketplace. And it's telling us that as we pursue, overtake, and recover all, there is no force that can stop the ecclesia that truly is led by the Spirit of God. No force. You, you, you still have to be led by the Spirit. And tonight, the Spirit of God has come to get all in your business. Um, tonight is not something we're calling a support group, but doing something different. This is a Love Quest support group. <laughs> And I'm going to start off with a few scriptures. Welcome you first-time attendees. We're going to have a good time tonight. And, um, and we're going to have a good time tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift you up now. And I thank you for being so, so good. I thank you for being a good father. I thank you for being a faithful God. When we didn't know how to love ourselves, you still loved us. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for your relentless, reckless love. thank you even as people have lost family members during this time and friends and loved ones and jobs and you remain the same the firm foundation the rock of ages as this generation including me is trying to find itself and find belonging and find peace as the psalmist said I searched all over couldn't find nobody. I searched high and I searched low, still couldn't find nobody. Nobody greater. Nobody greater. Father, we come to you tonight because some mother's son, some mother's daughter, some mother, some is hurting some daughter's father is hurting 
And we come to you tonight only because we know you are the healer. When medication does not work, after we have our drunk nights and wake up still to the reality of our pain, you are still there loving us. I pray tonight there's a turn in our hearts. I pray tonight that there's some dancing for our morning. I pray tonight that we put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that you lighten our loads tonight, that you prosper our souls tonight, Lord Jesus. And whoever may have come in here and does not know you, Lord, I pray that there's a seed planted that causes them to pursue more. I thank you, God, that someone in here will give their life to you tonight for the first time. I thank you, Father, that there's someone in here tonight that says, Lord, I, I, went, I was, grew up Catholic, I, I went to church, but I, I, I've been so far from that. But tonight, somebody is going to say, God, I rededicate my life to you, and I want to do things right. So we thank you that we have eyes to see and ears to hear. We love you. We love you, Lord. If you if you know this song, um, sing this with me. Now don't leave me hanging by myself for too long. It's a, I love you, Jesus. I work, bring it down, Effie, and adore you. Just want to tell you, Lord, I love you more than I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you, Lord, I love you more than anything.
this conversation about woven together freed forever woven together freed forever Jesus Christ did not come live and die so you can have a break from trouble I think way too often we settle for a break from trouble. We want a vacation from trouble. And then we have settled to come back to trouble. And it's almost like we go for vacation coming back knowing we're coming back to trouble. And Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus... The love of the Father, Abba Father. The redemptive work was so that you can be free indeed. Not learn how to tolerate depression, but totally obliterate depression out of your life. Not live forever on medication, but believe your way away from medication if it is something that is destroying you. Not to use medication as a drug or an addiction, but God can use medicine to bring healing in your life, but it's not for you to depend on it for freedom. When I look at 12-step programs, it started off in biblical truth. And even still, it's amazing how you read the 12 steps and most of the steps have to do with God. But because the, the reason it's gotten so big is because we've taken God out of it to make it palatable for any religion, race, group of people. Doesn't matter. But you cannot use something birthed by God 
and then kicking to the side and think you're going to get the same results. I think the 12-step program was 12 steps to freedom, not 12 steps to coping. Psalm 139 says this, you form me, you form my innermost being, shaping my delicate inside and my intricate outside, and wove them all together in my mother's womb. We can go back to Genesis 1 where we see God said, let us make man in our image. There he was talking about your spirit, man, you, who you really are, your soul, man. And then you see later in chapter 2, he goes on and actually forms a vessel to put you in. You notice how he formed you in his image. If you're formed in his image, then you understand God is spirit. And then it says he formed, he made the uh, man out of dust, and then he blew in man's nostrils. What did he blow? You out of him. Huh, there's so much goodness inside of you. There's so much overcoming inside of you. And he says, I thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. I don't know about you, but I think I'm pretty complex, special, unique. No one's like me. I don't think no one's like you. That's why trying to be like someone else is a trap. You'll never be as good as the person you're trying to be. That's why comparison is deadly. He intricately made you just as you are for a reason. And then he purposed you. I don't care how, 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 I don't care how much your family sucks. The Lord purposed for you to be in a family that sucks. If you with your family, don't look at them right now if they suck. <laughs> I almost told you to look at your neighbor and say, you suck, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but the point here is, is God has a purpose in every detail of your life. It is the grace of God that has allowed some of you to never come to him. He's allowed you to accrue experience in all kinds of religions, all kinds of walks of life, experience being uh, 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 drunk, hungover, almost overdose, overdose. Whatever you've experienced, you are still alive through it because God has allowed you to build a testimony that will bring him glory one day. Amen. Understand that. Whatever you're going through it is not meant for you to stay there. It's meant for you to come out and go back. It is meant for you to overcome where you are, where you were, to go back and get the people who are still stuck there. If no one has ever overcome, no one would ever hear a story of someone overcoming. All of us have hope because someone made it out. Now, the next person or people you're called to is waiting for you to overcome this moment. There's people waiting for you. 
to get unstubborn, to deal with anger, to deal with depression, because they're going to remain depressed as long as you remain depressed. And two people in the ocean, both drowning, does no one good. Somebody has to survive in order for both people to be saved. And I think the hardest part about change is you being selfless and thinking about other people. The easy part is to get in a pit, get in your blankets and curl up and pour me, pour me, pour me. And that's not what Jesus died for. My family sucks. Why my mama did that? I don't forgive my dad. Okay, cool. You've had that story for long enough. Well, I don't know if God to try him. You've been questioning Jesus for too long. How you gonna really, how you gonna really taste something if you don't eat it? How you gonna judge the word when you read it with critical eyes? You're not searching for truth. You're, ter- you're searching for flaws in the truth. Guess what? If we search for flaws in you, guess what we'll find? For sure more that's in the Bible. So if you have more flaws than the Bible, I'm for sure not going to follow you and you're not following the word. The world is looking for a people that is engaged in something bigger than them. Because you without God is going straight to a dead end. That's the reality. It says, it simply amazes me to think about it, how thoroughly you know me. Say he knows me. You know what's crazy? The Lord knows you way more than the person that's sitting next to you. Um, Can I help you guys out? Everywhere you do stuff in secret, God's there. He might not be encouraging you to watch porn, but he's there. He's in the alleyways right now while people are shooting up. Well, why won't he save them? He desires to. But he can't do it without a sitting church. He can't save Vancouver without a lukewarm, with a, with a lukewarm church that's stuck on a career and trying to figure out what they're going to do to stack up their bank account, not what they're going to leave the next generation in an even darker world. Let us not be the generation that stops giving for the next generation. That alleyway is the alleyway because the people that have been sent here with power were consumed by the things of this world. And that's what the pandemic has exposed. It's exposed what we have been depending on. When people couldn't go to work, they were losing their mind. And let me tell you, there's going to be more pandemics. There's going to be more tragedies. If we were honest, there was pandemics before the pandemic. What would happen if we shut down the world for a year to put an end to injustice? What would happen if we found a cure to certain diseases like cancer and AIDS and shut everything down and told people don't go nowhere? 
we found out of all these sexually transmitted diseases what would happen if we said, since y'all can't keep your thing in your pants, go home, you can't go nowhere, you're under arrest. Think about the things that we permit to continue to kill us. So once we get this cure or vaccine, do you think we're going back to a better world? Or might this been an act of grace that God would give us a moment to pause to get ready for even darker days? I will tell you it's the latter, because if you read your word, the Bible says the things that we see now is only the beginning signs of the times. If this is the beginning, Lord Jesus, what are we about to leave our children? Colossians 2 says, I am contending for you that your hearts will be wrapped in the comfort of heaven and woven together into love's fabric. I'm contending for you. This will give you access to all the riches of God as you experience the revelation of God's great mystery. Verse 3, for our spiritual wealth is in him. Sounds very simple, right? Our spiritual wealth. Your, your nice home in Kitsilano, your nice home in North Van may bring you some happiness once you're, once you're home from working so hard for it. But at the end of the day, when you lay down on your pillow, what's going on in your soul? What's going on in your spirit? But he's telling you that your spiritual wealth I've been posting lately. We got friends, we got rappers, we got, we get the bag. If health is not in your bag, what kind of bag is that? If soul health is not in your bag, what kind of bag do you have? Wholeness is the biggest bag you can have. <laughs> That's the bag I want. I want a family legacy of wholeness. That's the bag. What is it that I leave my kids wealth, but they don't have the faith to get through the trying times? Ephesians 4 tells us, for his body has been, been formed in his image and is closely joined together and constantly connected as, every, as one. And every member has been given divine gifts every member has been given divine what gifts every member has been given divine gifts man there is water in this bottle have you ever been so tired or whatever you just picked up the water and you was like this and you forgot to take the top off what good is the gift of water if the vessel that's that it's in remains closed what good are you if what God has put in you, he can't get out of you? He doesn't want a counterfeit of influence. He wants you to influence all three parts of humanity. He says, these gifts so they can contribute to the growth of all. Why are we having this support group? Why are we having this conversation tonight? 
because if we go back to the top of Colossians, he says, he says that I am contending for you. So a part of tonight, a part of Love Quest, a part of my wife and I moving from California is because I'm contending for you. And what God needs you to get is not only to be contended for, but you begin to contend for other people. That you get over you, you get healed, you get whole, so your life can look like a life that you just give, you pick up, you, you fight for people. We're contending for you. Why are we singing these songs? We're contending for you. Why are we praying for you? We're contending for you. Because there's something inside of you that this world needs. And I'm not happy to see you depressed. I'm not happy to see you anxious. I'm not happy. It grieves my soul. And I never did care at some point in my life when I was partying and clubbing and sexing and doing all these things. My life was not a life living for you. But because finally one day we laid our lives down at the cross, now you have a church called Love Quest. Five, a family of five leaves their comforts, comes to a country that they know no one, and says, God, we need friends. We need one person that understands our jokes. I got to learn hockey. I got to learn all kind of stuff so I can relate to these people. We left everything behind because the legacy we want to leave for our kids is that life is not about you. Give me a couple more scripture and we're going to open up with some questions. Please, that number, text some questions in. It could be about anything. It could be about mental illness. It could be about medication. It could be about you need prayer for something. Um, it could be about marriage. It could be about whatever that is impacting your mental health. Let me tell you, every person in here, including me, is dealing with mental health issues. That little bit of fear you have about Dot, dot, dot. If to, in order to survive the pandemic, do you know what it's taken for you to navigate and keep your sanity? When you think of what we're having to navigate through, it's the grace of God that's not letting some of you feel the weight of what this world is experiencing right now. You can't visit your grandparents. You have a dying parent and you can't even go in the hospital to see them. Do you know what has kept people alive? Is having that loved one singing and holding their hands at the hospital bed. We can't do that. Our kids got to go to school, barely know their teacher because their teacher is teaching through a mask. That's scary for a six-year-old. Division, 
How many of you have been dealing with pandemic issues and political issues during this last year at home with your family? And one parent thinks this, your daddy think that, your mama think this, one person Trump, one person Trudeau, one person pandemic, one person pro-life, one person. Man, we everybody just all over the place with their morals, their voting, everything. We just, there's so much division over this last year. We got too much. Black lives matter, all lives matter. Duh. We are a hot mess. <laughs> and the only way you deal with it is you either argue or you shut down. Both of them take a lot of energy. And God forbid anybody that's bold and standing for the gospel and says, I never choose left, I choose right, I don't choose. I choose God. I choose the kingdom of God. You're not going to trap me into some answer so you can judge me. I choose kingdom. God forbid. Now you persecuted. You persecuted if you stay home. You persecuted if you wear a mask. You persecuted if you don't wear a mask. You weak if you wear a mask. You rebellious if you don't wear a mask. Can we just breathe from all the confusion that's going on? Everyone in here, no matter how cool you are, if you was honest, you are fighting for your sanity. I know I am. No parent was created to be with their kids every day. That is demonic in Jesus' name. That's demonic. That is straight from the pit of hell right there. Nuh-uh. <laughs> that is so evil. So you sitting here, oh, I'm just so happy to be at home with my family. I was for a little bit. No, go to school. Go to school. Go home. Get a job. Malachi, Micah, get a job. Be a rapper, be a rapper. Let's record this boy a single so he can get some royalties from Spotify or something. <laughs> Lord God, we need to laugh more. The blood of Jesus purchased the freedom and the wholeness of his body and his bride. Luke 4, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me the anointed one, the Messiah, to preach the good news, to the, the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to announce. He sent me to announce the release. Say release. Release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind to send forth the deliverance, those who are oppressed, who are downtrodden, bruised, crushed, and broken down by calamity. I've come to announce that you are set free. That's a support. I don't need no support. I need release. Release me from these shackles. Release me from this depression. I don't want to learn how to cope. I want to be free. So arise from your mat. Be untangled from your bondage. 
Take a seat at the feet of Jesus. Leap into the river of emancipation. I moved to Canada to let you know you've been bound too long. And if you want to stay chained up, go right ahead. But don't say you didn't hear the announcement. That's all he said, announce it. Whoever pick it up, what you're putting down, then good. But no one will ever be able to face God and say, you didn't, why you didn't tell me? I'll tell you again, you have been set free. Serve the devil his eviction notice. Arise and break free. Enough is enough being a victim. Man, you're an overcomer. You're more than a conqueror. Yes, yeah, a process. Everything is a process. Making a cake is a process. Anything you make, especially when it's custom, takes some time. Your life is customized. Not trying to make a deal. Well, God, if you really real, break me out tonight and I'll serve you. Well, let me tell you how it works. Believe the word. You're free. Now take that word and go home and begin to work the word. Go home and begin to make decisions that represent freedom. Go home and get around some more free people. God ain't going to force you to put the dope down. God ain't going to take the glass of alcohol. God ain't going to interrupt with ads your porn sites. God don't run ads on your little porn sites. You want to sit there with your little towel and your computer? Go on right ahead. Hey, this is a support group tonight. Can, can I help you? If you, can't, if you can't turn the porn off, sell your phone. Get a flip phone or a pager. Get rid of all the TVs in your house. Get rid of, you don't need no, no, no 5G. 5G got the porn coming too quick. You need some delays and you need dial up. You need to get frustrated. Coming to church shaking people's hands. How you doing? Now nah, get your hands away from me. Get your hands away from me. Give me an elbow or something. I got discernment. If I ever, if you ever see me, nah, nah, I'm not gonna do that to you. I'm not gonna do that to you. We just gonna keep on Bernadette, make sure we got uh sanitization. Okay. I ain't playing around here. It's something. Folks got mold and corona. <laughs> Folks got us scared of corona right now. It's way more stuff to be afraid of than corona. We should have been using hand sanitizer. Amen. Thank God for getting in the habit of hand sanitizer in Jesus' name. Bet you'll look, <laughs> bet you'll do first time attendees different next time. <laughs> You're like, no, nah, we don't do it here. There's a love quest. Elbows, amen. Amen. <laughs> he says, arise from your depression 
and prostration in which circumstances have kept you. You see this, Andrew? I love how they didn't say this, John. It didn't say arise from your depression in which the devil kept you. Circumstances are keeping you down. Not enough money. Lonely. Ran out of toilet paper. Remember in the beginning of the pandemic, folks was going crazy over toilet paper. Constipated people was getting toilet paper. <laughs> well, just in case, we're going to make sure we got some of this. I'm just like, Lord, keep, keep the two and the three ply on the shelf. Y'all can have all the one ply. <laughs> this don't apply to me. I need double ply. Amen. <laughs> We'd have lost our minds, man. We'd have lost our minds. Folks in the car by themselves with mask on. If your car got corona, you need to get out of the car. The Toyota Corona. <laughs> Anybody being helped tonight, man? <laughs> oh, man, folks is tripping. We parking six feet from each other. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Circumstances are keeping us. And I'll tell you, a pandemic is a circumstance. Don't let this moment steal your joy. It says rise to a new life. I do believe that there's an act of grace and mercy that God is allowing our old life to die. Some of us are having trouble in this time because you're still trying to keep a hold of the past. Let it die. I promise you, your new life will be better. There's people who have come to Love Quest during the pandemic, and their lives are radically different. If that's you, raise your hand. Raise your hand if you've come to Love Quest during the pandemic and have experienced great breakthrough in your life. Absolutely. Yeah. See, what I find to be a good church home is a church home for all weathers. A church home that can walk me through a pandemic, walk me through my addiction, walk me through Black Lives Matter or any lives matter, walk me through the toughest times that culture and our time will present us. And he says, be radiant with the glory of the Lord for your light has come. Your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Where is the glory of the Lord? Come on, where is the glory of the Lord? So he tells you to arise. The glory of the Lord is upon you. Uh, Noel or whoever's on the spotlight, can you turn it off real quick? 
Let me see if you feel me in the spirit. Let me see, let me see if you can feel me in the spirit. I think you're you a spirit-filled man. So you're going to do this. You ready? You ready? Arise from the depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept you. Rise to a new life. Shine, be radiant with the glory of the Lord, for your light has come. Hey. I need you at my house when I wake up every day. <laughs> now, I want you to see something. Turn it off. Now, let's just assume it's dark right now. For one, it is darker than it was. I see you fancy, okay? I see you fancy. Here's the question. It has to get dark for people to see the light. You, you, ever, you, you, ever try to, you ever accidentally turn on, your, turn on your light on your phone in the daytime? Okay, not many of you. Not many. I have. I have. Did it work? Did it help you see better? You don't even what? You, you preaching right now. Didn't even notice it. You preaching right now. You preaching right now. This city will never notice the church or Jesus if God doesn't allow the lights to be turned out. We want to shine when it's all good. We dancing and we, we've been crying for revival for so long. Revival never comes without the being contended for or without being resisted. Revive, what's the point of revival if it's always light? It has to get dark in order for something to be revived. Your light has what? Come. And then he says, and the glory of the Lord has risen what? Upon you. Oh, the Holy Spirit left you? Come on, brother. Amen. <laughs> we live, man. We live. We streaming live. And I don't have it, but if you keep reading, the next scripture says, gross darkness will cover the earth. You notice how God is always speaking the blessing. He told Jesus before he went in the wilderness, he said, you are my son who I'm well pleased. Now go on in there and be proved. He's telling you, hey, get up. The glory is on you. Now you go ahead and walk in darkness. All the praying you've been doing, all the songs the body has released, all the intercession, all the crying, God, show us your glory, save Vancouver, give us revival, and then the lights go out and we like, whoo. Jesus got anointed and filled and baptized before he went in the wilderness. Maybe for the last, I don't know how long you've been worshiping at your church, God was anointing you for this moment. 
Now all of a sudden you anointed and want to sit down and be quiet and, and persecute other people for standing for the gospel? Where the revival is at now? Where's that bold Christian at now? Where you at now? If the light goes dark when it gets dark, who going to see? We're the light of the world, man. And right now we got a lampshade over us. It ain't all this depression because of the devil. I would say the church is equally as responsible. Shame on us for calling ourselves Christians and being so quiet when the world is looking for hope. How dare you bottle up hope and keep it so nobody can get a drink. You filled, you come to church every Sunday, you read your devotions for what? There's water in this thing. So people can drink and be nourished. What you praying for if you ain't pouring nothing? What you worshiping for if you ain't pouring nothing? It leads me into my question. What is holding us down? What have you experienced during this time that has brought heaviness in your life? What is the hardest thing about moving forward in this moment? anyone all you need to do is stand raise your hand and we'll have a mic come around and so you know the mic is Lysoled and after you finish speaking we will Lysol it again for the next person if you are shy or whatever you can text the number and we will look at your questions anyone here, there. What's so tough about this time for you? Let's talk. We have one in the back. Yeah, you're gonna have to put your roller skates on all the way in the back. Uh, hold on, Alicia, can you move away from her so she can pull her mask down? Thank you. We can't hear you. Amen. Um, for myself, I would say one of the biggest things with these times is just how uncertain and the tendency being isolated is you think you're alone, even when you're not. Mm -hmm. And having a baby during the pandemic ain't, ain't help either. A third one. Amen. But look, so much increase during this time has hit your family. All right, uncertainty. Anybody, does that bother anybody, the uncertainty? Can you raise your hand? I know it bothers me. It affects my life for sure. And I want you to feel free to go deep. And if there's anything you're afraid of, 
maybe someone in here is like, man, I'm afraid that I won't be able to see my auntie or my, my nephew. What, I, I want you to feel safe to go a little deeper and below the surface. We're creating a space for you to be honest about your pain. And let me tell you, the spirit of God is in this place. So whatever needs to happen will happen. Order is in this house. So if somebody says something that stirs up something, guess what? We we could deal with it. There's nothing you're going to say too crazy. And if you do, we'll, out of love, help you out. Go ahead. Uncertainty. So similar to what Bree had mentioned, uncertainty as well, um, even just deliverance of response as you continue to speak life, as you continue to carry his presence um, wherever you go, whether it's at work or um, in school or in meetings, um, and in response to what other people may think. Um, as you continue to speak life, sometimes people may have an entirely different response to what you would expect. And... Um, at the same time, it's sort of a burden because they're speaking down upon themselves and all this um, doubt and death and worry. But at the same time, it's so important for you to stand. Yeah. But even just from speaking life and continuing to stand, um, as you mentioned before, Pastor Terrence, that you know, even from who you are is going to allow God to even move through those people from what you say and who yeah. you are. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, and, and if, if, if I'm hitting right, when you're trying to be positive, there's so many people trying to shut that down because they feel negative. God is good. Well, where are you at? You can't even share a testimony with people. Right? Yes, go ahead. Probably one of the hardest things to deal with is fakeness or um, allow, allowing one thing to happen and then another thing um, you won't allow. Like having a space like this to function, but you allow restaurants and, and other places to function. Um, that kind of bothers me. And I, I don't do well with with, with, with uh, things that are just like super shallow and fake, but a lot of people have strong opinions on certain things, and you 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 tend to get like you know persecuted. You know, people ask me questions even now. Oh, you still go to church? You still help out? The different stuff like that. But I'm like, you still go to restaurants? You still go to work? You know, you still do certain things. So. It's probably the hardest, hardest things to deal with and loving people still through that. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I say, that's, it's pretty hard too, but I think even in that, um, God is still challenging us to love people even though this is really the hardest time too. Yeah. We have someone over here. There you go. She got her roller blades on. 
I think a big one for me has been loneliness. Mm. Um, I know a lot of people can relate to that, but then loneliness also leading to feelings of unworthiness. Mm. Um, feeling like I don't belong somewhere or um, not having people by my side, like maybe I'm not worthy to be by their side. Maybe I'm not worthy to be in a certain space. Mm -hmm. Loneliness. Um, how many people can agree with that, that loneliness? Anybody? Um, and finding belonging. Um, you can have a lot of people around you and still be lonely. That's how I felt when I moved to Canada. I felt real lonely. I'm cracking jokes and I was like, hey, I don't know what, what he say. What he? <laughs> I, feel, I feel lonely. Um, I just want to encourage you that you're not alone. Easier said than done, but I want to encourage you that the Lord is with you. And I also believe in your loneliness that God is protecting you. Because in this next season, he's going to put the right people around you that will respect you and love you and honor you for who you are. Even in your little quirkiness. And I'm not saying as I've been watching you, you're quirky. I'm just like... I'm just saying, I'm just speaking out of my spirit, like things that you may be like, ah, okay, I, I feel I'm making somebody uncomfortable. Even in that, there's people designed to fit your life. You don't have to compromise who you are. You are loved. You are affirmed. You do have a, belong, a place to belong. And just know that you're not alone. And our prayers are with you. And... Um, there's no place that God can't enter. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, I feel the hardest part of this time is, I guess, not being heard. Um, if it's not COVID, they don't want to hear about it. I feel like yeah. that. Um, I've been sick for a little while, and I've probably seen like 15 plus doctors in the States and in Canada, and if it's if it's not COVID, they don't want to hear it. Mm -hmm. And it's not being heard is, I guess, how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. And what's your name? Um, Tavion. I'm new, I guess, here. Yes. Yes. Tavion. Absolutely. For Jesus. I think I know the hair from somewhere. Um... The Lord is with you, sir. You're a phenomenal artist, too. Your work is crazy. And it looks crazy, too. But you understand what you're communicating. But the chaos that you've experienced throughout your life, as you come out of it, there are so many people going through what you're going through. Yeah, go help out Sion. <laughs> Thank you. 
Um, sorry, the devil did not want you to hear this. Amen. No. <laughs> um, endure the fight and really want to change, really want to be free. Um, my prayers is for you, and we will, we will talk. Um, but there's people fighting for your life, and you fight with them. Um, God has a plan for you, and the enemy wants to see you destroyed. But in the name of Jesus, as the saints pray, Lord, we lift up Tavion to you now. And we declare, Lord, the battle is not his, but it's yours. No matter what he has been brought up in, no matter the parents or the family members that may have failed him, Lord God, he is your child. And we declare healing, deliverance, and being set free. Lord God, we thank you that he is an interruption in his bloodline. He may not be able to comprehend everything that is going on, Lord. But we declare by, the, by your stripes, Lord God, he is the healed and not the sick. What doctors cannot attend to, what doctors can't see, and what doctors may want to avoid, Lord God, we declare that you know exactly what is going on in his soul, and I declare that the shackles be broken now in the name of Jesus. I don't care what they've said about mental stuff. I don't care about physical stuff, Lord God. He is your child, and he has been fearfully and wonderfully made in the name of Jesus. I break every curse that has been spoken over his life, Lord. We thank you. Yeshua Mashiach, Jesus, our Redeemer, chain breaker, be set free now in Jesus' name. Next. No, no, get that mic, Elder Roseanne. Go on, get that mic. Clearly, they're Lysoled. <laughs> CC. Excuse me. Hello. Um, how do I express this? Hundreds and thousands of people have died. Those that knew Christ, I have hope for. But there are thousands and thousands who didn't know him. And there could be thousands and thousands more that don't. And I burden and I cry because there's moments in intercession and in prayer and in standing that it feels like it's not enough. And as a church, we're so concerned about pandemic, you know, working through the confusion, but at the same time, thousands and thousands of people are going to hell. Mm -hmm. And it makes me weep. And I see where the enemy will cause me personally to get confused or feel like I can't make a difference or it doesn't, it, the prayers aren't enough and we as a church aren't doing enough. Mm -hmm. We just get comfortable on the news saying, oh, the number's at 500,000, not putting down the president, but putting candles all over the White House. That's lovely. However, those, there are people that aren't in heaven. I have hope. For those, you know, even this weekend, we celebrated a life because we know she's with the Father. Yeah. But there are many who aren't, and that makes me weep. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, makes me weep. Yeah. See, 
this souls is not what the government is after saving. I, I think our government here in Canada does a phenomenal job in many areas administratively. But it's not the government's job to make sure people go to heaven or hell. It's a different government's job. And let me, let me tell you, maybe some of you have heard hell um, by this place that God's going to throw you, um, and it's a bunch of fire. And maybe some people have tried to scare you into heaven. Let me tell you, that's not God. He's not trying to scare anyone into heaven. That's not love. Let me tell you what hell is. Hell is a life without God and no chance of ever getting him again. See, you don't need fire when you are diseased and there's no way out, not even death. When you have cancer that's eaten at your bones, but you just live. Listen, eternity is on both sides, darkness and light, heaven and hell. Heaven represents eternal life. And hell represents eternal death. Everyone have experienced pain. And all you can wish is that it would leave. What happened when you were in pain as a child and you had a, 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 a praying mama? What did she do for you? She prayed. Hell is when no one is praying for you. Because the church is gone. See, I wouldn't take that risk. I would much rather, when Jesus come back, find out that, that, that I made the right choice than to find out I made the wrong choice. I'm an error on heaven's side. I'd much rather go to hell choosing heaven. <laughs> but that ain't going to happen. I experience, I know, and it's too much testimony for it. It's too much proof. I wouldn't play with your life. There's people in here who are not choosing nothing, making themselves God, making yoga God, making the mountain God, making trees God, making whatever, making gyms, making whatever it is your God. But let me tell you, there's no money, there's no mountain, there's no exercise, there's no pose. You can stay in that pose for a whole hour all you want to. There's benefits in, in, in fitness and all those things. But let me tell you something, man. Soul. Where is your soul resting on that day that you don't even know is coming? You don't know what day that is. It can be tonight. It can be tomorrow. It could be 50 years from now. Do you know when you take your last breath where you will go? Because you never die. This physical body, it does. But you never die. Any other questions? Right here. Got to have that middle while, CC. I guess the, one of the most troublesome, heartbreaking, hard things this past year has been, um, as you mentioned earlier, the divide. 
uh, the divide in the church. And, you know, if you take a political stance or you take a, any kind of stance, um, you have people who call themselves Christians tearing each other apart. Mm-hmm. And that's just, like, extremely, like, mm-hmm. sad because the world's watching, right? And, yeah. uh, you know, your Facebook posts or whatever posts and, and you see people who are known as Christians on both sides of it and they just rip into each other. Yeah. You know, and the, the Bible, you know, Jesus says, like, this is how you'll know we're his disciples when we love one another. And we just don't see that a lot right now. Um, so that's really hard. And then secondly, it's like, um, there, there are, not to belittle death, but I mean, there are things that are kind of like worse than that. And um, it's just, it's, it sucks to, I, you know, you can say, oh, everybody's struggling, so things don't hurt or things don't matter. It's not as important as COVID, so it's not important, but there are other things that are important. And, um, you know, this past year when my wife and I went through a miscarriage, I couldn't even have my mom and dad come and visit. I couldn't have them, I couldn't have a hug from my own parents. Mm-hmm. Like, probably the hardest thing I've gone through in my life so far, and you're not allowed to hug people. Father, I lift up your son right now. And even in his stride of courage, of course, there is pain there. But it is his hope in you that is allowing him to keep walking. But in those nights where there's questions and he and his wife and losing a child, I pray that you touch and heal and deliver and that your purpose in it all manifests. I pray that they continue to be strong and be courageous. I pray that you will surround them with people that will support them and love them and bring comfort to them. I pray that their relationship with you deepen in this time. And we lift up their parents because what child does not want to not be able to hug their parent, especially when they need a hug? And if there's anyone in here that can relate to that, you miss your parents and you don't want to compromise your parents' health. And we just speak encouragement to you. We encourage you to pray for your parents that God keeps them. I come against any fears that you may have that your parents may die before you can hug them again. Lord, keep your children's parents. I pray that families will will reconvene soon. Lord, we ask that you just break open doors that you keep people and you protect people. In Jesus' name. Go ahead. Yeah, so I, I think the hardest thing is just everyone feeling the isolation right now. And in the isolation, you know, we're all on social media platforms like TikTok, Instagram, and 
our algorithms are going crazy with political views, Black yeah. Lives Matter, all this stuff, and we're like continuing to be divided in isolation, but we're all developing like these different opinions and these strong theories, whatever they may be. And you know, as believers, we're supposed to love and obviously stand on the word. But I feel like so heavy about sharing my own opinion because I, I feel so torn down by everyone so offended in 2021. People walk in like such a strong spirit of offense. So it's just like this fear of like sharing my opinion and love. Yeah. And like, you know, signs of the times, like you said, we're, we're in those times. So it's, it's ringing the alarm and, and the warning bell and helping other believers be aware of, you know, using discernment of where we're at in the world. And like, there's so many believers that just, like the veil is like over their eyes still. So it's yeah. frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Easily folks are on edge. Easily offended. Everyone has an opinion. I just want to keep Jesus on, on, on out front. Because that's the only one that will stand. We have one up, up top. Yeah, I think, thanks for this, sorry. I think for me, um, it's been not allowing the oppression to turn into depression. And just seeing, um, when I was at Superstore the other day, this little child and just everyone with their masks on and just, you could just see the, this cannot be my life. And just my heart just went open my, the next generation and my grandchildren and just pushing back that darkness and pushing through it and pushing through the heaviness and choosing each day to put on a garment of praise. Mm -hmm. It's been really, really hard. And um, yeah, just asking God to give me eyes to see the treasures in the darkness. Souls my grandkids, knowing that the world has changed forever. There's no going back. But in saying that, we're not going to see the victory if we don't move forward. Yeah. And um, it's a blessing in disguise. You know, we got these disguises on, these masks on. Yeah. But that, we don't see it. You know, when we look at it through our own eyes, it's, dep it's depressing. But when you see it through the eyes of God, it's really a, a blessing in disguise to force us to get to a place of darkness that we have to see and are forced to see the light, the treasures that are waiting to be collected, the treasure boxes waiting to be opened of all these souls that are crying out. It has to happen, but yeah. I don't want to go there. Yeah. I'll be honest with you, I don't want to go there. But I know I don't want to miss out on what he's got waiting there either. But I'm, we've been resisting. There's been such a resistance. And I just, I want to go there, but, but you don't, you know? But we have to, if we're going to see the treasures that God has waiting for us. So that's just been something that, the heaviness. Yeah. Pushing through that every day. Yeah. Yeah. Your promise still stands real quick. Your promise still stands great. 
I've seen you move, you move the mountains, and I believe I see you do it again. You made a way where there was no way, and I believe I see you do it again. Thanks for joining us. Stay connected with us by following us on social media at LoveQuestINTL Church. And if you're in the Vancouver area and would like to be a part of the Good Life Support Group community, head on over to our website, lovequestchurch.com and RSVP to come join us in person. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day. And in the meantime, get your love fixed, man.